Hello, everyone, and uh, welcome to the May 2021 installment of Ardent Roundtable. Thank you to all of our partners that join us for these each month. I'm your host, Dylan Lancaster. I'm, I'm joined this evening, as always, by the stem cell guru himself, Dr. Larry Snyder. How are you, sir? Doing very well. Thank you. Good. Thanks for coming on. Our illustrious guest this evening is Dr. Janice Coffey from Coffey's Veterinary Center in Columbia, Kentucky. Thanks so much for your time, Dr. Coffey. It's nice to have a, a local voice on here from Kentucky. <laughs> well, you're very welcome. I'm happy to be here. Very good. So Dr. Coffey partnered with us in October of 2020, uh, really hit the ground running with stem cell therapy. I was actually there on the training day and she actually had uh, three cases already lined up. We did three on one day when we did the training, which was uh, incredible. Since then, she's treated a, num a number of other animals with great success and, and also takes advantage of our canine cancer vaccine. So really excited to have you on tonight, Dr. Coffey. Really, uh, really appreciate you. Well, thank you. To get us started, Dr. Coffey, do you mind giving our audience just some background on yourself? Well, sure. Um, I'm originally from Alabama. I went to Auburn University and graduated from vet school there in 88. So that makes me a dinosaur. Um, I always call myself a dinosaur because 33 years in this stuff is it kind of makes you old. <laughs> <laughs> but um, moved up here to Kentucky. I've been up here since since I graduated. Um, I used to do uh, mixed animal practice. Um, enjoyed a lot of the, the equine technology things that came along with uh, therio uh, genealogy and stuff. And eventually dropped that and went uh, full bore on small animals and uh, just developed uh, a nice little practice here in our small town. Um, we have a really nice set of clients. Um, we've developed a rapport with them over the years and we've been uh, fortunate to have new people coming in all the time. Uh, right now our practice is up to two technicians. Um, a number of other people, a uh, couple of assistants, um, of course, you know, <clears throat> grooming services and everything else. Uh, I'm still a solo practitioner. Hopefully when some of my uh, students get through school, hopefully we will be having some more doctors in the house. Um, but we are still a one doctor practice and for a one doctor practice, we run a whole bunch of things through here. So we get a lot of, uh, opportunity to introduce this product, this uh, process um, to people in rural Kentucky. Um, it's something that they get really excited about because um, they've never they've never heard of the option to do this. So um, we have sort of become the poster child, I guess, for uh, stem cell therapies out here in the boonies. Yeah, yeah, you certainly have. And like I said earlier, you just kind of took it and run with it. Like I said, you guys had three cases on the first day. I, I was completely impressed and continue to be impressed by your uh, continued success, of course. Um, how did you come to be partnered with Ardent Animal Health? Well, um, I got an email from Cobetris. Um, had no clue there was any such thing as Ardent. Got an email that said, something to the effect of, um, hey, would you be interested to learn about adding stem cell therapy to your 
uh, clinic offerings and I hit yes, naturally. And within a very short period of time, like maybe an hour, I got a phone call and it's like, hey, can we set you up with a, a meeting and show y'all how this works? And I said, absolutely. How soon can you come? And you guys were down here, I don't know, maybe in two weeks. So, I mean, it, it was just the most exciting thing that I have ever uh, been introduced to. And I admit I was skeptical at first, um, but the uh, stories that, that you guys had and uh, the case reports and uh, all the science behind it really made me interested to try to get my fingers in it. Yeah, definitely. And we're, we're all the better for it. And I know your clientele is too. Um, what has been your favorite case to date, Dr. Coffee, Most impactful, just the one that is going to stick out in your memory? Actually, it's one of the first ones. Um, because I was a little skeptical, the first three that I offered, the first three patients that I offered this to and encouraged to do this um, were the worst things I could find. So I had a German Shepherd that had hip dysplasia so bad she was in line to be euthanized because she was a big dog and the owners just couldn't, um, they couldn't handle her anymore. And then we had Molly, who is definitely our favorite. Uh, she's a collie mix, uh, also a big dog. She could not stand up. And if you helped her up, she would fall. Uh, she literally could not walk across the floor. Um, she was so painful, even taking Prevacox that she was losing weight. Uh, she was just a mess. Sweet, really sweet dogs. So uh, she was in on the first group of three and that is the one that we saw such a dramatic change in. Um, she will forever be um, our flagship, I guess. Um, within, like I said, the first day, she could not stand up and walk across the floor. We made videos of her um, falling and it was just heartbreaking. But within a couple of days, she could actually get up and move cage to cage, like run to run on her own without falling. Um, within a week, we could take her outside to walk her on a leash. And it did not take her very long to be able to walk down significant length of driveway and back without falling. She might stumble. She, she it took her a while to get her coordination, but she wouldn't fall to the ground. She could catch herself. And that was amazing to me that she didn't fall all the way down in that short period of time. Now, we had, um, I guess it was after four months. After four months, I, the, the owner would send me uh, some videos along and with her, you know, walking around in the yard and that was great. But we had a big snow uh, along toward the end of, I guess, spring uh, or the winter time. But in that big snow, he sent me a video and Molly was actually running and jumping and playing in the snow with the other dogs. It still gives me chill bumps to Incredible. think about it. Um, the last video he sent me is where she's walking or oh, no, not walking. She's trotting up the steps. There's three steps that go into his house and this dog is able to go trotting up the steps into the house eagerly, no pain. She's not on any kind of medication whatsoever since October. And 
this is this is her real daily life. Um, she's able to get up and do what she needs to. She's not painful. She doesn't have to take drugs. Um, she can play and interact with the family, with the other dogs. Um, it's just been an amazing turnaround for this dog. And it, it made an absolute believer out of me. Um, like I said, she was one of our first ones. Sure. And we've had some since. But Molly will forever be um, probably the most important one that we've seen such dramatic changes in that it just really makes you want to tell people about it. Absolutely. And it's just so rewarding when you get to uh, see a result like that. I know personally for me, anytime I hear a story like that, it's what makes it worth coming into work every day, right? That's uh, that's what we live for. Absolutely. Yeah, I said, I, I told some of the kids here, I said, this is so worth going to vet school for. I mean, <laughs> it's like, you know, after 33 years, okay, I found what I want to do. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. Can we talk about the protocol for uh, treating uh, for treating her? Um, what were the how, how did you do the injections? Where did you resect the fat from? Uh, we did a uh, midline incision uh, to get the adipose tissue, um, and at that point, we had uh, we had three technicians at that point, and we had a patient for each one to do so. My part was easy. I just, you know, took the, the adipose tissue, handed it to them, and they did the rest of it, um, which was very nice and is still the way we do it. Um, I, I had to break down and run one one time. And, and by the way, your instruction manual is very, very good. I was able to, to do it without, <laughs> without the technicians here. Great. So, but, um, but we did go ahead and um, after they got the solution and the PRP all prepared, um, we injected both hips and both stifles, I believe. I know we did both hips. Sure. Um, and we put some IV as well. Um, but she she was one that was so sore all over, but I know we did both hips on her. Um, and I was really concerned about the injections, you know, because I mean, I'm, I'm not an orthopedist. Um, I'm just a old country doctor. And it's like, okay, I don't know if I can do this or not. But it seems that the, the material seems to be very forgiving in that it seems to, to want to go where it needs to go. <laughs> um, I think, um, I mean, we definitely are trying to improve technique and this and that, but um, the, the uh, guidance that we were given was spot on. Um, it worked perfectly it you know the needle just sunk right into the joint and of course these dogs were skinny uh they were thin so that made it a lot easier on the first you know the first ones and um it just it just went like a dream um didn't have any problems with it at all and uh, we put the rest in the iv and um you know just went ahead and, and gave her that and, and she recovered well she's an, an older pet um 10 or 11, I think. Sure. Yeah, but she, but even as a big dog, she recovered well, didn't have any problems. Uh, we used um, some antibiotic for um, the first week, I think. Um, and of course, she had the Jenison flush, you know, into the joint too. So we didn't have any type of redness. We didn't have any, any inflammatory changes at all. Um, just relief. Um, you know, I just couldn't, couldn't ask for it to have gone any better. And, and the other, the other dog with the hip dysplasia, the, the German Shepherd, 
she she was the same way. She wasn't any. We didn't have any problems. Uh, we didn't have any complications. Um, and we haven't owned any of them so far. It's just been it's been wonderful. And have you had to bring Molly back for reinjection? No, um, no. She has done so well, and you know, and I've I've told the owners that you know we can do that, um, but they are so satisfied. I mean, she she is definitely not in need of anything at this point. I mean, she's uh, um, I don't know how long this will last for her. But I mean, she's not even having to take any kind of NSAIDs or anything. And she's just doing wonderfully. And the other one is too, we still have contact with her, uh, the German Shepherd with hip dysplasia. Her hip dysplasia was so bad that when we laid her on her back to take the, the fat sample uh, from her abdomen, uh, we did we did medlines on all of ours. Um, her her little back legs couldn't even, you know, be laid down flat. She She had hip dysplasia so bad but she's still kicking and doing well and running around and just, you know, feeling really good. And that's awesome. And I'm so glad to hear that you're having such a, such great success with those uh, initial treatments. You know, something that's really impressed me uh, the most, Dr. Coffey, about you and your practice is that you're in a demographic that we would consider more rural, right? Absolutely. I mean, how many people? We are, are in the boonies. <laughs> right. How many people are in Columbia, roughly? Ten. Less than 10,000. <laughs> That'd be way less than 10,000, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, and for those of you that, that aren't familiar with Kentucky, Columbia is beautiful country, very, very tight knit community, um, but a really, really nice little really town. Cool. Yeah, um, the, whole, the whole county might might break 10,000, but I mean, it's, sure. it's a really, really small town. Sure. And so with that demographic, you've had a lot of success in getting buy-in from your pet owners. What do you yes. attribute that to? And how do you, how do you go about those conversations? Well, um, most of the time it's people who are searching for something. Um, a lot of people have had their animals on pain medications for varying periods of time and they want something different. Um, a lot of the people that we are dealing with are, well, not, not affluent. Uh, I wouldn't say they're affluent at all. Some of them have taken advantage of some of the financing off offerings, um, but they really, they're, they're clients who really care about their dog and they, they listen. Um, the ones who want to know if there's something that is available that they don't, you know, that they haven't tried yet, those are the people that I really try to spend some time with. Um, for instance, we had uh, one gentleman uh, with Tudor who was a renal failure uh, case and he had been dealing with um, diuresis probably, I don't know, every five to seven days, he was having to bring him in to have diuresis done um, to try to keep him going. And he was not of a mindset to um, euthanize this dog. He, he's not ever uh, in mind to euthanize any of his pets. And we've, we've had a long history with this gentleman. Um, and he, he called and said, okay, he's, he's really not good. And it seems like it's worse this time. Is there anything else we can do? And at that point, 
I brought the stem cell to him and, you know, I told him about it. Um, all, you know, gave him all the pros and cons. And I, and I explained to him, I said, I don't know if this will help him or not. We did not use the perirenal injections on that particular dog. We just gave him all the stem cell and PRP IV. And that dog is still going. Um, that was two months ago, I guess, almost. Um, he has had two treatments. We did a, we banked his cells with you guys. And then we uh, had a retrieval 30 days after the first treatment. And that dude is, he is so happy and excited about that. It's, it's amazing. And of course they tell people. Remember, they tell I remember people. that case because yeah. that dog was, I mean, that dog was really close to having to that do dog that. was, right. yeah. And, and I appreciate the help that you guys gave on that from a standpoint of, uh, what do you call it? The compassionate use. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And, um, and of course he's, he tells everybody he knows about this thing. And that's really been our biggest thing is the word of mouth. We'll have people come in they'll say, Hey, I understand you're doing something new. They don't even know what it is. It's like my dog hurts. And I understand you're doing something new. And uh, so we talked to them about it and we, you know, everybody can't swing it. Uh, we had one particular case that um, Ted that they were really, really interested. They, the dog was crying all the time. He's a heavy dog. And they um, were toying with the, uh, the idea of putting him to sleep. And you could tell it was just really breaking their hearts. And um, I said, okay, before we do anything drastic, you know, let's talk about this. And so we went through the whole thing. They couldn't quite swing the whole stem cell expense, but they said, can we do just the PRP? And I said, sure we can, because we can always go back and add to it, right? right. And uh, so we did, uh, we did two treatments of PRP on this dog and he's great. I mean, he's not crying. He's not on pain medication. She sends me text messages with, oh, thank you so much. We're so glad that we got to talk with you guys. And, you know, just videos of him, you know, playing out in the yard and all kinds of stuff. And that was just off PRP. So um, we always try to encourage people to go with the stem cell and PRP when they're really bad. But I don't have any problem backing up and just, you know, and explaining the difference to them and then, uh, you know, just trying the PRP and, and we've been very happy with those. Um, most people that we see, um, if they're not, if they're not coming in looking for something new, it's people that we have done work for for a long time. And they say, if this was your dog, what would you do? Well, okay, well, I'm, I'm there. So uh, we talk about stem cell and they say, okay, so we, you know, see how to figure it out on the the price end and you know they're happy they're really happy with it so yeah, most of it is just conversation um kind of picking when people are going to you know when when they when they feel like they can mm. i try not to rush anybody um because you know like one we had one come in today that's probably going to do it um it's a young couple um their dog is having some serious hip pain is starting to have trouble getting up and down even on medication and we talked about the whole uh, treatment protocol and uh, told them about the scratch pay um, and they were very interested in this and so you know for right now yeah we gave them some pain medication put them on some Prevacox and 
uh, said, okay, this is gonna get you some relief so that you have time to look over these brochures, go to the website, ask other questions. And chances are next week, they're gonna call me back and, and schedule. Because um, they were really interested in it. Uh, dog's only like seven years old. So, you know, he's got a lot of life left if we can get him out of pain. Right. Janice, I am so proud of you um, working with the people. It's, it's like you're telling me or I'm hearing you're not talking them out of doing stem cells. You're giving it to them as an option. And if they can't afford the stem cells, you're talking to them about PRP, which is just so out of my, that's, that's out of my playbook. That's, that's perfect. Thank you. Okay, I'm going to ask you a question. How is that out of your playbook? No, I mean, it is, it's straight out of my playbook. Oh, it's straight out oh, of your playbook. Okay, absolutely. I was going to say. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> we got to be kindred spirits on that one. <laughs> it's, it's straight out of my playbook. That's exactly you. right. And you I can't get... read, you can't read the, the, the client's, you can't read their billfold. You can't read their no. pocketbook. No. And, and you're giving them that option. I'm so proud of you for taking in, for well, taking you. doing this. Thank you. Um, we've done we've done things that way for a long time um, before the you know the stem cell came to us and and I, I guess that was one reason that I jumped on it so quickly when I got the email because we're always looking for a new option um, you know as new medications come out you know great but still um, there are times when you just wish you didn't have to you know medicate so much. Um, and then sometimes people have trouble medicating their dogs. And, and I always feel bad for not only the patient, but the owner too, when they're having to give up their pet because they can't, uh, they can't treat them. They, you know, they're, they're not agreeable to treatment. Um, this one, this couple that we talked to today, their dog is, is not the sweetest thing in the world. So I'm gonna be really happy while, that he's asleep while we're doing all this. But, um, but I, I think it will really reduce their um, maintenance and time that they have to spend fussing around with this dog and they can enjoy the dog more. And of course he will enjoy himself much more too. And another thing I get from you, Dr. Coffey, is that you're in a very tight knit community that, that trusts you. You've built up a clientele that trusts you and then they trust you enough to go out and do the word of mouth and say, hey, there is something new that they're offering there. We are very blessed to have um, a very nice supportive community. Um, many people come in having had bad experiences and they are almost to a person um, um, very happy and talkative about being able to talk to their doctor. Um, they like to be able to talk to their doctor. They talk to the technicians too, but they like to be able to talk to their doctor and get um, input on details and stuff like that. Um, I mean, it's, it's not just a one size fits all. You have to, you know, you, we throw it all out there and I try to let it always be their decision. And my goal is just to help them do whatever they can do. Um, right. You know, if they only got if they only got a budget of X, then we're going to do everything we can within that budget of X. And uh, they, you know, like I said, I'm a dinosaur. I've been around for a while, and I guess they kind of got that figured out around here. But but you're also taking and your 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 word of mouth is your cheapest and your best source best. of advertisement. Absolutely and, uh, the best. 
And you're giving them an option. I heard the key word that you said a while back, and that was the people that ask you, if this was your dog, what would you do? Mm. And you can honestly tell them. And I'm so, I'm so happy with that. Yeah. When, when you start talking to them and you start getting chill bumps on your arms and they go, wow, you really believe in this stuff. And it's like, yeah, I'm so excited to tell you about it. And <laughs> it's, it's not something that gets old. Um, I mean, I know we all have to um, learn to, you know, do the flea talk 15 times a day and all that stuff and stay excited about those, those things. But this uh, particular treatment protocol in all of its facets, whether it's PRP, PRP combined with um, stem cell, the cancer vaccines, all the things that Ardent Lab has introduced us to. I mean, we're just babies in this stuff. I mean, we're just absolutely in our infancy. And I just can't wait to see what all we can do with this. I mean, we've got uh, next week, we got scheduled um, a PRP treatment uh, installation into anal sacs for a cat, I think it is. Uh, cat might be a dog. No, it's a dog, sorry. Um, that one is a dog. Um, but we've tried PRP in some places that I don't, I don't know if it was a good idea, but it was a last ditch effort. We had one little dog, oh, we still have it, um, that had uh, zero tear production, absolutely zero. And um, I talked to her about the possibility of um, the anti-inflammatory effect and the growth factors that it was possible that if we could treat the inflammation, you know, maybe we could restore some tear production. That didn't happen for us in this particular case, but the lady was very excited about the trying of it. Um, she was happy to be a part of what she called new wave treatment, um, but she was really happy to have that introduced to her and to have the opportunity to try something different. And, um, you know, the, the, the treatment went well. It's just, I think it was too, you know, too far gone. It was too old. Um, the situation had been that way too long, and um, we were not able to restore tear production, but she was really happy to participate in it. But the, the owners the owners saw that you tried. You were willing to try mm -hmm. something. And they're excited to do it. They're excited to be part of it. And yes. this, the treatment isn't for everything. No. And it's it's a tool in your toolkit. It's uh, What's the old saying that if you're a hammer, uh, everything looks like a nail? Um, yeah. This, this is one to where it's a, it's, a, it's a tool. Stem cells and PRP become a tool. That, that you can take and, and use. And the owners are really appreciative of that. You're, you're cutting edge. Even though you're in a small community, you're cutting edge. And all those, all those people will tell their relatives, their relatives mm -hmm. tell other people. You'll have people traveling hours to come to you. To, we had to, somebody to, from Louisville actually come in asking about it. Um, the, the daughter had a, a dog um, with a ACL tear and they were looking at surgery, this and that. And somehow she found out that we had done some, uh, some knees with the stem cell and PRP um, and had, had good results. Um, in two cases, exceptionally good results. And this gentleman came in, he said, okay, my daughter's got this dog and she's thinking about doing surgery, but I hear that you've got something different, you know, and he asked to talk about it, so we did. I haven't heard back from them yet. That was just a short time ago, but um, I got a feeling that um, we're going to start doing more stifles um, because we, we have had good luck with them. 
Um, we had uh, three. We did one with just PRP and it, it improved dramatically. The ones we've done with stem cell have just been awesome. If I may, uh, Dr. Coffey, just, uh, <laughs> uh, just kind of flip the, flip the card over here onto another innovative treatment option that you're offering in the clinic, and that's the canine cancer vaccine, which yes. you've treated a, a number of patients with to date. And talking about uh, bringing in another innovative treatment option into Columbia, Kentucky, into your practice there, can, can you speak to some of your successes and some of your cases that you've had on, with the canine cancer vaccine? Um, sure. Um, our most recent one with the vaccine, a little dog named Susie Q, um, she had some vague, very vague symptoms. And this is one of those times that it's important, I think, for the doctor to listen to the owner. Um, because this was a dog, they brought it in, and she just wasn't right. You know, everybody's had the ADR, you know, ain't doing right cases come in. And I'm a firm believer that those are the ones that will um, sneak up on you um, because just about the time you think, okay, this, this, there's nothing wrong with this dog and it's just the owner, it, they will surprise you. This particular dog, the owner brought it in, we ran blood work, absolutely nothing showed up, just nothing. And so he's like, okay, do some symptomatic treatment, sent it home. A few days later, he's back in here with this dog. He says, something is wrong. Like, okay. So after some more imaging and uh, not really finding anything significant, I offered to them to do an exploratory and see if we could find, you know, something abnormal because she did seem to be tender in her belly. Well, when we did the exploratory, we found a tremendous, uh, what turned out to be hemangiosarcoma uh, in her spleen. So <laughs> we went ahead and did a splenectomy, <laughs> took the whole thing out, uh, we sent um, samples to Ardent for both Histopath with the with y'all's lab, and then um, uh, the vaccine preparation. And um, I think the, the lab on the lab report, it was funny to me. They they said uh, with our most excellent with our most excellent samples, they had a whole lot of uh, cells to work with. So we actually have a lot of vaccine banked with you guys for her. And she has had her first round um, of her cancer vaccine and, and so far is, is doing very well. Now in her case where we were able to take the whole spleen out and hopefully remove the whole cancer, um, the, my explanation to the owners for doing the, the um, vaccine was to try to eliminate um, recurrence, you know, like in lymph nodes or whatever that we can't really test and to give her a better quality of life going forward. And they were all in on that because um, they really love this dog. I mean, this is a dog that they, they called about and the, the gentleman that was the, uh, one of the owners. Um, he said, I, he, he actually wrote me a card and sent it to me. And he said, you've always done good on her before. Please do good this time. I really need Susie Q home. And we were, we were so happy that we could offer something that might make her life better going down the road, you know, even after the surgery. Um, and they are Johnny on the spot, you know, coming in for rechecks and, and everything. Uh, got the vaccine first dose and then we'll do another, another round. 
um, just really looking forward to seeing how she progresses. And that's awesome. And how many, how many cancer vaccines have you uh, done? How many of those have you? Uh, we, we haven't actually done that many. We've, we've, we've talked about the same ones that we've done with you guys a lot. So I guess it seems like probably more. Um, sure. We did have the, the one dog, the old man sap that I, you probably remember. Right. He was, he was um, unfortunately, uh, an osteosarcoma in the mouth. And we were really, really hoping to be able to help him with that, but it, it was just too advanced. Um, when he came back in for his second round of vaccine, um, when he walked in the door, I noticed he had lost weight. And when we got him in to examine him, uh, we found that the, the cancer had spread into the jaw and it had actually fused the, the jaw. So we, we did not uh, go forward with any other treatment with him because, I mean, he, was, he wasn't going to be able to eat. And Poor so, thing. yeah, we just- That's an incredibly challenging case. Yes. And um, I talked to the owners and, and we all agreed that for his sake, because he was an older pet. And that was one that, that we also did on uh, uh, compassionate use. Um, right. But, uh, but they, they were very happy. The, the, the lady, uh, the wife, um, his owner, she was so happy to uh, try, I guess. Um, you gave him another option. Yeah, I talked to her and, and I told her, I said, you know, he's, he's old. Uh, this cancer is terrible. I mean, because, you know, once we found it, you know, looked, you know, <laughs> blind man could see it, you know, look, look in his mouth and the whole roof of his mouth is just eat up with it. Mm. So, uh, and I explained to her that, you know, it might not help him, but it might help us to help somebody else. And she, she was totally down for that. Um, so, you know, even those kinds of things where we don't get the result that we would like to have, I think the right conversation with the owners uh, still makes it a success because her feeling going out of here, even after he passed, and we had to euthanize him, um, was that she had done something good. And she had she had done everything she could for her dog, and that, and that we had tried to help her. So she she is very positive on the process. And I think that's the the best way that you could possibly go about it, Doctor Coffee. Mm -hmm. um, in your opinion, what makes the cancer vaccine a good treatment option? In the past, um, I have not been a fan of the traditional cancer treatments because I just never really felt like it um, added anything to their quality of life. And probably some of that is me being a dinosaur and not, um, not knowing a lot of the new stuff that's being done. So I, I don't ever condemn it. I just haven't been um, a user of, of it. This particular immunotherapy is much more akin to what I've been um, uh, what I've, what I've seen in the human world, um, where the immunotherapy helps the body to do its very best to live its best life. Um, and to me, that is a better, a better route to take. If you can help the body help itself, instead of using something to try to kill something, I think, I think that's, I think you're better off. And most of my clients, they feel the same way. They, they, I know in dogs, we don't always have a lot of the horrific um, 
side effects of chemotherapy, but in most people's minds, you say chemotherapy with a dog and they say, oh no, I would never put my dog through that. You know, whereas we can, we can offer this vaccine and explain to them how that works and the tiny little bit and going into the lymphatics and the special place you have to put it and all those things. And they look at that as um, something well thought out that doesn't cause any harm. And if it helps, you know, it has the potential to help increase their quality of life um, going down the road, then, you know, they're, they're very excited about offering that to their dog. 100%. And I know you're really dedicated to, to all your pet owners and all of your patients and to your staff as well. Um, I know that you have a, a really cool program that kind of coincides with the, uh, with the cancer vaccine uh, that you and I had discussed a, a few months back called the HEART program. Do you mind giving our, our partners just some information on that? Sure. Um, we recently lost one of our uh, beloved staff members. Um, her name was Missy, and she was probably the, uh, the loudest patient advocate anybody could ever hope for. Um, she made sure that we did our jobs to the max, and she had the biggest heart of anybody I've ever seen when it came to kittens, puppies, dogs, anything, she'd bring, she would, she would get stuff in and she'd bring back, bring it back to me and say, okay, you got to do something to fix this. And um, she just had a huge heart. And when she developed cancer, um, it was only a month from diagnosis until she died. And during that period of time, it just came to me that I wanted to have something to um, dedicate to her memory because she was such a patient advocate. Um, she was very excited about the arthritis treatment with the stem cell and um, the vaccine. Um, she was uh, a patient for rheumatoid arthritis for many, many years. And um, I just, I wanted to have something that would speak to her dedication because everybody misses her. I mean, you know, she's she's been gone just, few months and everybody is still reeling from that loss. So what our program, we call it Missy's Heart and uh, Heart stands for helping every animal receive treatment. So the goal of that program is gonna be uh, to promote stem cell therapies and the vaccine therapies um, through education of pet owners, um, funding, for um, parts of the treatment to, to help with animals who uh, their owners can't quite swing at all. Um, we do have donors um, that are participating. We haven't even really launched the whole program yet. We're just kind of quietly getting around the edges and letting people know what it's gonna be. Um, that people who, who knew Missy and, and you know, especially people who come in here, we still have people come in here and, and they're like, they just can't believe that she's not here. So uh, she was a very, very vital part of this clinic. Um, I hope uh, as we go along and we get more support, uh, I hope to, with you guys, have some kind of opportunity for rural or anybody, rural vets especially, to come and see the process. Um, they might, sometimes 
I think, especially a lot of people in my grouping, uh, my dinosaur group, they're a little hesitant to, to buy in. Um, you know, it's like, okay, I don't know if I really want to be tied down to this equipment. I don't know if I really want to get involved in it. It's going to take too much time. You know, they just have lots of questions. And if we could set up some sort of a program with this for educating uh, technicians, veterinarians, um, on how easy this is, because it really is easy. Um, I think we can exponentially spread this availability across Kentucky. I mean, that that's where I'm at. As people talk about, you know, the impact to your practice. Well, yeah, you can, you're going to make a little money off of it. Okay. But to me, the whole idea is to get the treatment to the pets. So if we can let other people be aware, um, let them come see, let them come put their hands on it um, without having some sort of, um, you know, um, without being dedicated to it, I guess, uh, so they can try. You know, I guess that's almost try before you buy. And so they right. can actually see um, what it does and how it works and that sort of thing. Um, we're hoping to set up uh, a situation like that. And then, um, of course, I'm very... Uh, proactive in sort of pushing, I guess, maybe, maybe naively, but sort of pushing the limits of what we can do um, and trying these technologies in different ways with your guidance to, to get as, as much good out of them as we can. Yeah, this turn. So, but that's, that's gonna be our Missy's Heart program. We do have donors that have already started to help support. Um, we have lovely gifts for our donors, um, and once we get it out on the air and in, in the print and everything, I think we'll have a lot of support in the area because, like I said, Missy was a, a very big part of this community. Her family's a big part of this community, and she was absolutely a rock here for 15 years. So um, I'm really hoping to do some good things in her name with, with the argument stuff. Clearly a, a, clearly a special cause for a special person and something that I know that we'll be uh, proud to partner with you going forward here, Dr. Okay. Coffey. Thank you so much. And if anybody Thank has you, any yeah. questions on that or wants to get involved, you can shoot us an email, info at ardentanimalhealth.com. I know Dr. Coffey would, uh, would love the support. I think that's an excellent program. Thank you. We're hoping, Thank you, to, hoping to be Thank able you. to help a lot of people. Thank you, Janice. I think that's a wonderful program. I really, I, I, <laughs> you can tell you're a very important part of that community and the community is a very important part of you. Congratulations. Well, thank you so much. So I know I've, I've kept you over what I promised you, Dr. Coffey. I apologize for that, but it's <laughs> just, just one more question on my end. What has been the most rewarding part about your relationship with Art and Animal Health so far? The most rewarding part is that we can actually, with your technologies, and I, when, when people come in, I always say that it's your technologies, we just provide the service. But we can be a part of that and actually change the trajectory of a patient's life and the life of their family. Because we've seen so many times patients headed toward euthanasia that have absolutely been turned around and given a fresh lease on life. Um, 
And to me, that is, that's what we're here for. We are here to make things better for our patients and therefore their families. And this is such a dramatic change that, especially with the arthritis, stem cell treatments and stuff, it's such a dramatic change that I don't, I don't know of anything else in my career that I have ever seen that made as big a difference to as many patients and people as this has in just a few months. I mean, this, this is major changes that it's doing and it's just amazing to me to be a part of it. Absolutely. And we're, we're so glad that you are a part of it. And Dr. Snyder, did you have any questions in closing this evening? Well, I just, I just wanted to invite Janice. I mean, I realize that she's a dinosaur. She would like to join. Uh, I noticed another dinosaur on, on uh, tonight. Uh, Dr. Dr. Bird's on tonight. He and I have, have been the two dinosaurs. So we would welcome a younger dinosaur, I think. <laughs> well, be careful what you wish for, because <laughs> actually, I'm, oh, just, I'm a I'm a baby dinosaur. Larry's very old. Oh, okay. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you, Bird. All right. Well, that's all the time we have tonight, y'all. Thanks so much for joining us. We, we really appreciate you. Dr. Coffey, thank you so much for your time. You did an excellent job tonight. Well, thanks. I appreciate the opportunity. Dr. Snyder, thank you, sir, as always, for joining us, the stem oh, I, cell guru himself. I, I learned so much more, like I told Janice to begin with, I learned so much more from, from just listening to these people. I've learned so much from Janice, so much from Bird when he's when he's been on. I just in I just really appreciate the opportunity to to work with you all. Thank you all. So go ahead and make sure you subscribe. If you're listening to this on podcast, hit that subscribe button. Uh, follow us on Facebook, Ardent Animal Health. Uh, you could also reach us at info at ardentanimalhealth.com or you can give us a call, 859-885-7111. Thanks so much for joining us on the May edition of Ardent Roundtable and we'll see everybody next month. Mm -hmm.